everyone, and welcome back to a new episode. I'm really excited for this episode. I want to share 23 things I learned in 23 years. And I've seen this trend going around social media, and I don't always love the trends that are on social media, but this one especially stood out to me because it's just people sharing insight and advice on what they've learned over the years. And I thought that it would be a great topic and idea to do for this podcast. So I'm going to obviously share 23 things I've learned in 23 years. I'm 23 years old, and these things are going to go in no particular order. It's just advice I've heard from other people. It's things I've learned along the way. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. So the first one is knowing that it's okay to ask for help. I struggled with this for a long time, and I don't necessarily know why. I don't know if it's because when I would go to certain people for help, I'd feel dismissed or my feelings wouldn't feel validated. And when I say it's okay to ask for help, this doesn't necessarily mean that you need to ask for help from like a family member, but even just a friend and knowing that it's okay to open up to others. And for me, especially like going to counseling, that was really hard for me to start. I was going through a really rough period in my life and my dad had mentioned that I should seek out therapy because many people in my family had gone to therapy. And I felt really ashamed and embarrassed to ask for help. And he said there is no shame in asking for help, just getting to a better state of mind. Number two, stop trying to fit into a beauty standard that doesn't exist and is always changing. And I think social media is really hard on young girls. And there's a lot of perceptions of what people's lives are like just through social media and looking online and being like, wow, they look like they have the perfect life or they are so pretty. I want to be exactly like them. And knowing that you're not ever going to have the same life as them and what they're portraying online isn't necessarily always what's happening behind the scenes. And in order to find confidence, you need to channel confidence within yourself and start to begin to work on yourself and love yourself. Third thing is stop trying to be productive 24-7. And this is very much tailored to just how I live my life and even now I struggle with it because I feel like I have to be productive literally 24-7. And my therapist obviously recognized and noticed that the patterns in my life were a lot of burnout from going and going and going. And so knowing that society like really glamorizes working all the time and never taking time for rest, and I've really tried taking more time for rest and really valuing my relaxation more than I value always going 24-7. And worrying about the future is a waste of time. And this is also something that I've really struggled with because I have anxiety, so I always worry about the future, even though it doesn't exist. And all of my anxieties that I would create in my head in all of these scenarios, most of them never even came true. So I've tried to take life more one step at a time and put my energy into where I am now rather than focusing on the future or the goals that I want to achieve and really focusing inward. And I think five goes along with number four in a way, spending time with yourself and getting to know yourself on a deeper level because you'll never truly feel loved if you don't love yourself first. And that's what I struggled with for a long time too, is like seeking external validation. I really just needed to give myself validation. I needed to be my own best friend. I needed to love myself first and everything else after that came naturally. I'm realizing that I probably should have numbered these when I wrote them down. Um, but okay, we're on to number six. There are no shortcuts to healing from heartbreak. You need to allow yourself to feel it and move through it. And this goes for all relationships. Drinking and partying and going out 
won't heal you, but sitting with your feelings will. And I always thought that I could, you know, suppress my feelings, skip over them, move forward without really dealing with what was going on and what was holding me back and actually hindering me. And, you know, I, in college, numbed these feelings through drinking and partying and spending time with people who weren't the best influence on me. And it really only made things significantly worse. And sitting with my feelings and realizing that that's how I needed to get through it was really hard. And I'm not going to lie, it was a really painful time in my life, but I was finally able to move through those and get to the other side and get to a place where I felt happier and more at peace. Number seven, you'll never find peace if you ask for it from the person who disturbed your peace. I would get heartbroken or hurt by someone and then I'd go back to them expecting changed behavior or a different reaction and I wouldn't get that. And that would again hurt me. So if you want peace, you're going to have to ask for help or go to someone who you know can support you and who wasn't the one who hurt you in the first place. And I already touched on this a little bit, but number eight is learning to value being alone. And I did a whole podcast on this and learning the benefit and the value of being alone, but also learning to value being alone will protect you from getting into unhealthy relationships with people who don't value you. When you go against your values and when you enter relationships that aren't good for you, that is just going to hurt you more and it's not going to make you feel any less lonely. Nine is a powerful one and I actually heard this from someone else, but I was just like, I have to write it down. This woman said, your worth is not defined by who didn't love you. Your worth is defined by how you overcame being unloved. I base my worth on failed relationships or relationships with family members or people just in my life who didn't love me for me and who didn't value me. And I would then base my worth on that. I'd be like, well, they didn't love me or they didn't value me. So I'm not valuable or I'm not lovable. And that is not true. People are only able to meet you where they're at. And sometimes that's not enough for you. And that's okay. It's okay to have high standards. It's okay to hold people to a certain expectation in your life. And that will build healthier relationships that are more sustainable and more long lasting. Number 10, what people say about you and their perception of you is based on a very complicated relationship that they have internally. I would take a lot of things personally from people and I would feel like everything's a personal attack. And you know, maybe people were trying to hurt me or people were saying things about me or perceiving me in a way that I didn't want to be perceived. But a lot of how people view you and how they talk about you is based on how they see themselves and how they view themselves. So this is just a reminder if you're someone who takes a lot of things personally to just try not to because a lot of people are struggling with things deep down that they really don't want to talk about and it comes from a lot of self-esteem issues too. Number 11, you can change jobs, locations, relationships, but you can never outrun yourself and things won't change until you commit to working on yourself. And I mean, I moved to Utah. I got tons of different jobs. I was in and out of relationships for a long time, but I realized I was like outrunning myself more than I thought. I thought that if I changed like my circumstances or my location or certain things in my life that I'd be happy, but it really was, it was due to a lot of like internal stuff that I wasn't working on and until I started like sitting with myself and stopped running from myself that I was able to start to work on like creating a life that I loved. 
Number 12, don't invalidate your feelings because you're scared of how it may affect someone else. Never apologize for how you feel. Your feelings are always valid. I think a lot of us do this because of the fear of upsetting someone or creating conflict. But how you feel is how you feel. And if someone upset you, like that's, o- that's okay to say that. And if someone made you sad, that's okay to tell them and to express that and to feel all that you need to feel. Because when you start putting people's needs before your own is when you start invalidating yourself. And for 13, don't attach your happiness to your goals. You're telling yourself you won't be happy till you reach that goal, but then you reach it and still wonder what's next. You'll never feel fulfilled or satisfied this way. When you appreciate what you have, you begin to love your life. And yeah, I think a lot of us probably struggle with this, like attaching happiness to goals and being like, well, when I reach this, I'm going to feel this way. And we all know those who have done this know that when you do reach that goal, you don't feel really any different and you keep chasing this feeling that is not even real. Like happiness starts within yourself. And so like I'm attaching happiness to a goal. Happiness is a feeling. It comes and goes. But do I feel content in my own body? Do I feel content in my own mind? 14. Having a few best friends is better than having a lot of okay friends. Quality over quantity, everyone. When I was growing up, I was envious of the people who had large friend groups and were hanging out with people all the time. And, you know, then as I got older, I started to have more friends and like bigger groups. And what I realized is there was just more drama and bullshit and less quality friends in those groups. And it was more about just having people to party with and hang out with and always having someone. And, you know, with less quantity of friends, there's more time that you're spending alone. But for me, I've learned to really enjoy that. And for the few friends that I do have, they're the most amazing friends. And I've realized that when people say quality over quantity, they it's really true. So starting to surround yourself with people who really align with your values and who build you up and lift you up and who are positive influence in your life and to really weed out the people who maybe aren't the best for you. And for 15, I would say that I recently started to realize this and really start to implement it in my life. But what I wrote down is to start appreciating people where they are at in their journey. And I know I talked about how it's good to have expectations for people, but not having expectations for people to meet your needs or to always be who you need them to be. Like when you start expecting people to act a certain way, behave a certain way, respond a certain way, you're starting to get into like wanting to change them and for them to always be there to fulfill you or to meet you where you're at. And sometimes people won't be where you're at in your own journey and that's okay but start meeting people where they're at and you'll really start to appreciate them and accept them more for number 16 i wrote you aren't them and they aren't you don't compare and i saw this quote a while ago that still sticks with me today and it talks about how when horses race they have blinders on because it stops them from looking at the other horses because when they do that they aren't focused they get distracted and that slows them down and i think the same can go for people in just all areas of life when you're focused on what someone else is doing you're not focused or working on what you're doing and the more you compare the less you have time to focus on you and your life and where you're headed 17 it is better to mourn the loss of a relationship than to continuously mourn the loss of yourself i was in an unhealthy relationship for years 
And I was worried about losing that person because I was worried about how the heartbreak would feel, how not having that person around anymore would feel. But the more that I stuck in that relationship that wasn't good for me, the more I lost myself and the longer it took after that to mourn who I had lost in myself. And so it is better to lose relationships than to lose yourself. 18 is one I got from just being a therapist, being in therapy. And it's that people won't change unless they have a desire to change. And we always talk about this when clients come in. There's either a desire to change or there's not. And that will really set the stage for how therapy goes. 19 is for all of my people pleasers out there. It is okay to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to go and do everything. My friends would say that in the winter times they would notice that I go out less. And that's because I would rather just be at home. Like in the summer, I really value being outside, being with my friends. And like the wintertime, I value going to get dinner and drinks with my friends every once in a while. But I just, I don't say yes to as many things as I used to. And I used to feel guilty for saying no. But it's so empowering to like say no and to do what you want to do rather than trying to people please and live up to the expectations of everyone else. Number 20, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And this kind of goes back to one of the last episodes I posted about responding versus reacting. And like things are going to happen to you regardless, but what matters is how you respond to it. And that really dictates how you move forward from that. 21, I've been saying for years, and you know, I've heard this from people. It's a known saying that a lot of people say, but you are your biggest critic, like truly. You know, we're we're really hard on ourselves a lot of the time. And we have to live in our bodies for the rest of our lives. So being kind to our bodies, being kind to our minds, most people are too focused on themselves to notice your insecurities. 22 took me a long time to believe, but good things will happen to you if you believe you deserve them. And, you know, throughout my childhood and throughout my young adulthood and teenage years, like, I thought maybe I didn't deserve some good things and I thought some bad things happened to me for a reason. But once I started believing that I deserved good things in life was when I started like manifesting good things to happen to me and letting that positive energy in and blocking out all that negative energy. And lastly, for 23, growing sometimes means growing apart from people and that's okay. Sometimes it wasn't because of something either of you did, but not everyone is meant to be in your life. And that was really hard to, like it was really hard to lose friends And I put a lot of blame on myself for that. And I would get the thoughts of why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep losing friends? And I realized that I was just growing up. I value different things than I did when I was younger. And you really do lose a lot of people in, you know, late teens, early 20s. And that's really hard. But throughout your 20s is when you, I believe, really start to find those people who are meant to be in your life forever. And, you know, it's hard to look back on the people that I've lost, but it's even more amazing to look at the people that I have now in my life and knowing that these people wouldn't be in my life if I hadn't grown and gone through those changes and lost certain people along the way. And all of these 23 things kind of tie into my last point of living your life in service of your future self. Are the things you're doing now and the people you're surrounding yourself with, are they the best people who are setting you up for the healthiest and happiest future that you can have. 
So that's just what I want to leave you with today. Those are 23 things I've learned in 23 years. In August, I will turn 24. And those are just things I've learned through college and through relationships and where I'm at now. And I hope that you were able to take at least one of them and find it to be beneficial. I love connecting with you guys. And the more episodes that I do, the more I'm learning and growing and healing myself. So I hope you tune into the next episode and I hope you guys have a great weekend.